I'm no expert, but I think the trail goes this way. Welcome back to Sounds of the Trail. I am Gizmo, your host, and this is episode one of season three. Through hiking season is back again, and so are we. And I'm so glad through hiking season is back again. The past six months have been a bit crazy for me with a lot of work travel, tons of 90 plus hour work weeks, buying my first house with my partner in the middle of it all. But we have made a little time to get out and adventure between everything. And a few weeks ago, my partner, Dirt Nap, and I were invited to go on a trip with his brother and sister-in-law. They live in Oregon and had planned a cross-country skiing trip to Crater Lake National Park with the goal of circumnavigating Crater Lake. If you aren't familiar with this incredible place, Crater Lake is actually a volcano where the top of the cone has collapsed back into the magma chamber and the resulting crater on top of the mountain has slowly, eventually, filled up with rainwater and snow to make a beautiful lake. And Crater Lake has a road that goes all the way around the old volcano peak that holds that legendary blue body of water. But in the winter, it gets too much snow for the park service to keep it clear, and they close the road entirely, leaving it open to skiers and snowshoers and quiet. Now, I've been to Crater Lake, So I knew what a beautiful place it was, and when I imagined it ringed with snow-covered peaks and no cars, I knew we had to say yes. At this point, I should fill you in on my skiing abilities. Snow and I have a tenuous relationship at best. I'm a decent cross-country skier on groomed trails, but I have very little experience outside of that, and, most importantly... I've never, ever gone downhill skiing in my entire life. But we wouldn't be downhill skiing because we had the highway all to ourselves. And I've cross-country skied on old Forest Service roads before, so it seemed within the realm of possibility. And that blue, blue lake. I talked Dirtnap into it, and we bought tickets. When we arrived in Portland, we went directly to the gear store to pick up our rental skis, poles, boots, and avalanche equipment, which is required to get a backcountry permit this time of year. By this point, some doubts about the wisdom of this endeavor had started to drift into the back of my mind. I'm an indomitable optimist, especially about my physical abilities, right up to the point where reality leans back and slaps me across the face. Like when I started having serious knee pains 11 miles into my thru-hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. Or like when I fell approximately 10 times in the first mile of the ski approach to Crater Lake, spraining my ankle about 100 yards in. There was so much snow. 50 inches had fallen the week before, and the road that goes to the rim of the lake, which is usually open, was closed that day as well, and so we had to ski the mile-long trail instead, and I was immediately way out of my depth. This was not terrain I was familiar with. It took me a long time to make that mile. 
I had just, you know, this feeling. Maybe I wasn't going to make the 33-mile circumski of the lake in the next two days. Once we finally made it to the lake and the highway, things didn't improve. The highway, if it was actually still there, had been utterly reclaimed by winter. The 150-inch snowpack had removed that man-made groove from the mountain and replaced it with drifts and swells and peaks, mounds of snow rising and falling through the trees. Highway? Forget about it. This was backcountry. Between our afternoon start and the tough approach, and the tough part after the approach, we only made it three more miles that day before it was time to set up camp. So we dug out our platforms in the snow and staked out our shelters and cooked up pasta alfredo from a bag. In the morning, we packed up and headed right back the way we'd came. We'd brought enough food for two nights out there, but a circumski was not in the cards. In fact, the next morning managed to be even worse. With high temps in the 40s and lows in the 20s, it meant that the snowpack turned to slush in the afternoon, which is what we had skied on the day before, but froze solid overnight. So now we were out there on the side of the mountain with cross-country skis on a solid crust of ice. I was terrified of going downhill the day before, but now I was truly paralyzed with fear. You see, I don't know how to stop on skis, and I saw the shallow slope ahead of me and the steep, long, long slope beyond that. I knew where I was going to end up. I totally froze. The rest of my party had gone ahead, and they were just waiting, looking at me, and I could not do it. Finally, I reached down and unclipped my bindings and stepped out of my skis. And I took my skis and I strapped them to my pack and I walked out in my ski boots. And luckily, if that's the word for it, the crust of ice was still cold and solid enough that I could stand on it without punching into the soft powder below. And I was so ashamed. My whole body burned with it. That acid hot that burned me up when I came in last in track meets in high school, or that incinerated me back in middle school when my friends told me I couldn't eat lunch with them anymore. That shame. And I knew it was ridiculous that I was out with friends and my partner who loved me, and that there was no judgment being cast. I mean, it wasn't like they even had to wait. The conditions were tricky enough for skiing that I could walk behind and keep up without any problems. But still. Still, there are parts of the story I've left out. You see, we may have only made it a few miles out that first day, but what I didn't tell you is that it was the first sunny day in that part of Oregon in weeks, and that instead of the expected rain, there was not a single cloud in the sky that afternoon. And that when I finally made it up to the rim of Crater Lake, it lay there like the world's finest sapphire and its bowl of snow-capped mountains, just like I had imagined. And I didn't tell you we camped there, tucked into a grove of trees on a still, beautiful night, and watched the moon rise over the lake. And the next day, as the heat of embarrassment slowly melted away, and the lake morphed like beaten metal under the breezes and the high clouds that had moved in, I got to walk, which is something I'm good at. So I walked through the trees and the snow and the cliffs and watched the lake, and I felt very, very lucky. 
And I'm telling this story because it is the beginning of thru-hiking time, and a lot of you are about to get in totally over your heads. And maybe, like me, you will feel ashamed under your own relentless internal criticism. Maybe you will regret taking on something so big. Maybe you are preemptively imagining your own failure right now. But if you do not start, you will miss the entire thing. And then you'll never know how lucky you might have been. Through hiking time, being plugged into the hiking community means that right now I am absolutely swimming in a sea of other people's anticipation. Like usual, there is rampant fear-mongering on the Facebook pages and blogs, tons of crazy schemes and packing lists, swirling mixes of excitements and the unknown and what-ifs. Also, this is the last gasp of the real world trying to keep its hands on you, weigh you down to chores and bills and logistics and a culture that says you should work till you die. It's easy to turn around before you get started. But there are a lot of you out there braving it anyways. Today's interviews are with two hopeful 2017 through hikers who are generous enough to share their hopes and fears and anticipation with us. Our first interviewee today is Amelia, who is doing the brave thing of not just attempting a through hike, but also leaving home for the very first time. I'll let her introduce herself. My name is Amelia, and I am going to be through hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, I'm 18, so this is going to be a little bit different for me. I'm going to be freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of emotions have you been experiencing in the past few months? I'm excited, of course, but I'm also, you know, there's the good old terror and the panic and the fear. (laughs) Just kind of, I mean, it's separate from that. I'm excited, of course, but it's also just, oh my gosh, I'm going to be leaving home I'm going to be you know stepping away and getting on that bus and I'm going to start hiking and doing something that I've always wanted to do. How did you first find out about the Pacific Crest Trail and why did you decide to hike it? I met my first through hikers when I was seven or eight on uh, I was doing just a short overnight with my family on the PCT near Peter Grubb Hut, so Donner Pass. And I mean, you kind of just fall in love with them. I mean, I'm sure that anyone else who's found out about the PCT by meeting Drew Hickers kind of gets that experience. Like, I'm a little kid, and there are these, you know, superheroes with backpacks that are grubby and eating Snickers bars for dinner. So, <laughs> kind of. You just fall in love, right? Yeah. You know, like you have all this terminology. What is Campo? What is the Southern Terminus? What is this trail that you're talking about? And it's kind of Harry (laughs) Potter-like. And it's it's magic. It's this whole other world. And they seem, they're like cool guys. And you just want to be like them and you want to, find out more. Was it pretty natural to go from meeting them and and liking them to then imagining yourself to be one of these hikers as well? Um, I mean, I never really thought. I mean, I always since then I've always been you know, saying, "Oh, I want to do the PCT." 
that's something that I want to do. But you don't really, I didn't really think that that was something that was possible for normal people. <laughs> so, so, so what changed? A few, like two or three years back, uh, my mom knew these bloggers. But anyway, as a family, they decided to through hike the AT. And so I was kind of really jealous in a way. And so I started just reading all that I could. I found PCT memoirs. There was an old copy of Rage Reading at the library. And I decided I was going to hike the Tala Rim Trail that summer. And I sectioned hiked it with my family. And that was really fun. And then, of course, I'm hooked. <laughs> the Tahoe Rim is beautiful. What have you been doing to prepare yourself? What kind of things have you been doing to get ready? Well, I had uh, most of my gear already because I did the JMT last year. So I didn't really add a lot to that. Paperwork, I had to wait in line seven hours at the DMV. No, not the DMV, the post office to get my passport before it expired. <laughs> Jeez. So, Seven hours. Yeah. So I made a few friends. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not as in shape as I should be. I'm not nearly as in shape as I was for the JNT just because it's earlier in the season. And I'm out of shape in winter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just walking as much as I can and just little things so many little things is <laughs> right you have to do totally how have you been dealing with any like fears or worries that you have if you have any ignoring them um <laughs> i kind of tried and true <laughs> i mean yeah i probably have started the habit within the last week of staying up an hour right before i go to sleep just thinking about everything which is probably not helping much I kind of have tried to compartmentalize, you know, my fears into different categories. Like there's the stuff that I'm not afraid of and I'm not going to worry about. Like, I don't care if I'm going to get dirty. I like being dirty. I don't care about bugs. There are fears that I, there's no point in worrying about them, but I'm going uh -huh. to worry about them anyway. Like snakes. <laughs> snakes are creepy and then there are things that you can worry about that you can maybe something like prepare for like snow so yeah so this year is supposed to be a big snow year yeah i think it's the second highest snow year in recent records since 1983 so so that should <laughs> should make things more interesting right yeah that's kind of the elephant in the room I think this year with all of the people trying to start at this point in the interview my sound briefly cut out but I called Amelia back hello hello can you hear me sorry yeah. where did I lose you my internet really doesn't like me today it's okay my internet went out just before the permits opened so oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, had you, to are you kidding it. me? Yeah. Oh no. So I don't know where I lost I, you. 
so I I think what I was saying is that you know we start these these big adventures these big trips with you know a lot of hope and a lot of just sort of trust because there's no guarantees right there's so many things that can happen to us along the way you know whether it's it's big snow year which you at least know about ahead of time or big forest fires which you can't plan for yeah or you know there's just you know maybe someone something happens at home and you have to come home yeah what are your thoughts about finishing is is that something that you're really hoping to do or i mean of course i hope to finish the whole thing but i think this year we're just gonna have to be really flexible in what our hike is going to look like we're going to have to you know do it's going to be more of a mountaineering experience you know in the sierra and we're going to be hitting snow we're going to be hitting snow throughout our entire through hike so yeah it's going to be an interesting year because you know you go into this thing you you probably know about the trail a few years beforehand and you have this idea of what a through hike should look like and how manageable it is and what kind of gear you need. And then, bam, it's snowing. Most snow in 30 years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's scary because you're setting your life aside. Like, I'm putting aside college. I mean, I went through the entire application process and everything. But then I just stopped. Like, I, if I have to get off the trail, I'll have nothing to do for a year as far as school. So I'll have to, you know, just reevaluate what I'm doing. You just kind of clear your plate for this experience. And what if you get injured in the first 600 miles? What if you get injured in the last 600? What if you stop after the first 20? You know? I don't think that will be me, hopefully, but. (laughs) There's so many what ifs. Yeah. I mean, you just have to go into the experience with some kind of faith that it's going to work, that it's going to happen and make it happen. Totally. Would you imagine yourself, you know, seven months from now, having successfully completed the Pacific Crest Trail, how do you imagine yourself coming out of this experience? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I really haven't thought that far ahead. I'll probably be completely ruined. I'll be like, <laughs> I don't want to go to college, guys. I'm going to go travel to Asia and backpack there. And no, but yeah, I'll be. It's, it's, it's funny to me that you use the word ruined because it's not I think you're at all. well you're alluding to this this idea which I think is interesting which is that there's there's sort of like an expected path that most of us are expected to take right like you go to high school and then you go to college and then you get a job and then you get married and then you have kids and yeah. you're sort of taking the the bold move of choosing to do something else instead yeah and that's really scary you know doing something else like you have so many more cool opportunities almost, but then you also run the risk of being different, which is scary, and not having access to normal things if you need to. The normal path in life, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. I'm sure it's it's getting dark where you are. 
Thank you so much, Amelia. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gizmo. Hey, well, this is uh, this is Gizmo signing out with Sounds of the Trail, and for you, this is Amelia signing out. Sometimes it's the 18-year-old leaving the nest, and sometimes it's the 18-year-old's mom. Recently, homework had the opportunity to go to the Alda West Ruck in Cascade Locks, Oregon, and while he was there, he met Denise. And I'll let them share Denise's story together. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, so this is homework, and I have sitting next to me... Denise. Denise, great. And we are... <gasps> At Alda. Alda West, the American Long Distance Hiking Association, and we're at a ruck, which is kind of like a gathering, and we're at Cascade Locks, which is a pretty special place because it's the border um, between Oregon and Washington on the Pacific Crest Trail. So, Denise, I pulled you aside to interview you because I think you have a really interesting story. Would you mind giving everybody a little bit of background on where you're from, what's in your near future with hiking, and kind of like your family background too. Okay, well I grew up actually in Southern California, and I moved to Oregon about 20 years ago, and um, I've been here ever since, and I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. I'm currently an ER nurse in near the Corvallis area, and I have three kids I've been raising. Nice, and you've recently committed to hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, right? Oh yes. Okay, so 2017, and your start date is? May 4th. Dang. (laughs) How come not April? Well, it just worked better with my work, and so um, also I was waiting for some of that snow to melt, I hope. Right. So, yeah, what are your biggest concerns, like big butterflies right now? The snow, the river crossings, the heat, I guess, in the desert. Uh Uh-huh. Just not, just the unknown, you know? I've never done a hike this long, or even close, and... um, Everything's just going to be a new adventure. Yeah. And what was the tipping point for you that you just decided or committed to hiking the PCT? Like, was there a certain moment? Well, I had hiked the John Muir Trail, and that's the farthest hike I've done. And I decided as soon as I finish that, I'm doing the whole Pacific Crest Trail someday. And today, just ha- this year, just happens to be the perfect year for it. Yeah. What did you find out there? What did you feel that made you want to do a longer trail? just peace and serenity and pure happiness and I was just on a high for months after I finished the hike and just wanting more and you know just two weeks on the trail wasn't long enough so I decided why not go for five months yeah I met your son earlier who's your youngest and how old is he he'll be 17 okay and so you know, you're leaving home, you're leaving your kids behind. How does that feel? Um, I'm a bit worried, but I do have a GPS Delorme that I can communicate with them and check in. And um, I'm, I'm pretty worried, but they're all pretty good kids and very responsible. So I know they'll be okay. And I have lots of friends and family checking in on them regularly. How do they feel about mom going away for <laughs> four or five months? I'm not sure. Somebody asked my son that today and I, I'm not really too sure. I think they might be excited I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah. Wow, you'll have to ask them for me and, and report back. 
I will. I definitely will. They're planning on meeting me on the trail. Okay. Bringing me some food and maybe my dogs so I can see my dogs. Are they going to hike with you? None of them have expressed interest in that, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get my youngest out there with me some. It's so funny because your your ages how old are you do you mind me asking i'm 44. okay and your, your youngest is 17. Uh-huh. i've seen 17 year olds out on the trail i know where their parents want to have nothing to do with hiking and you're kind of you're flipped you know <laughs> you're the one who wants to hike and your parent and your kids are kind of like you mm-hmm. know they don't really have an interest or spark it's funny who the who the spark catches you know yep i know they have zero interest they haven't said hey i want to meet up with you and hike no it's just Okay, good luck. <laughs> yeah. They haven't expressed any interest. Yeah. Maybe after I finish it and they see how many adventures I've experienced and how much fun. And I think after a while they might show some interest in it. Yeah. You mentioned you were married? No, single. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Wow, what kind of people do you think you're going to meet on the trail? Like, would you imagine? I'm... <laughs> I'm expecting a lot of young people, uh-huh. so I might be the odd one out there, but I hope not. I don't know, just some free-spirited, fun people that I'm just anxious to meet and just get out there and meet new people. I'm pretty excited. It's yeah. going to be fun. Energetic, good stories to tell. Yeah. It's going to be great. Do you feel like you got a taste for what the community's like coming to an event like All the West? Yeah, I think actually... I. I thought I would expect to see more people in their 20s, you know, that just don't have a career yet. But there's actually some career-oriented people here, it looks like. You yeah. Know, and a little bit older, closer to my age, maybe even older. So Yeah. that maybe, surprised me. Maybe their newsletter is just not reaching the, yeah. the 20-somethings. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, they haven't uh, found the millennials yet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be soon. <laughs> wow. So you, you talked a little bit about some of your fears. What do you think is going to be the best part of hiking? If you were to, you know, imagine what the future is. Um, I think the best part's going to be the serenity and just being out there and just basically only being able or having to worry about myself. Yeah. You know, day-to-day stuff and I don't know. I think I'm, I'm kind of not putting any expectations on it mm-hmm. just because... I don't want to expect anything out there. I just want it to fo- unfold how it's going to unfold and whatever happens to happen happens and I'll take it in stride and learn from it and just go one day at a time. On your other hikes, I'm sure you've felt those days where you just don't feel good. You're in pain. Maybe you're grumpy. It's not mm-hmm. going well. Um, what about those days? I've been planning for those because I hear most of the people that don't finish, it's due to mental rather than physical, at least what I've been hearing. So I've been planning for those and I decided that if I get into a rut, I'm going to give it a solid week. And if I'm still feeling that way, then reconsider. Nice. I just don't feel like that's going to happen though. I really don't. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. It's that whole don't quit on a bad day thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. What about homesickness? Like you're going to miss your family. Yeah, I'll definitely miss my family. That's why I'm hoping they'll come meet me in Oregon quite a bit. And I'm hoping my daughter's going to drive to California. And, of course, my dogs. Honestly, the most homesickness I guess I'm worried about is ending the trail and driving away from the mountain. Mm. I can already predict that that's going to be not that easy to do. Wow. So that's that's one of, up there with one of my biggest worries is leaving the mountain. 
do you feel homesick from the mountain right now? Yeah, oh yeah. I I can't wait. I think about it every day, every free moment. I can't wait to get back out there. Wow. What about your job? Yeah, pretty happy to be leaving for a while. Okay. <laughs> it's you, a high burnout. And are you retiring? Or no. Taking time off? Just taking time off. I asked for five and a half months off and just taking a little leave of absence. And hopefully that will be, you know, a re kindled for you know love for my job I hope because right now it's a high stress job and it'll be nice to have a break from it yeah yeah so I keep going back to the the, the kids thing like <laughs> do you feel like your kids are going to be supportive or do you think they're going to be a little like jealous of the trail in a way they, it took their mom away you know like oh no the, I are... I kind of figure it's about four and a half maximum five months in the whole scheme of things it's a blink of an eye it's going to be summer they're going to be so busy mm. and they're you know they're doing their own thing they're some of the, my oldest will be 22 so mm. they've got their own things i think they're pretty darn excited for me i i have a feeling i might create some more long distance hikers out of this once they <laughs> <laughs> once they come out and see me and my daughter has expressed a tiny bit of interest but uh -huh. Not very much yet. Do you think you're going to think about them a lot out there? Yeah. It, uh, all I have to relate it to is the John Muir Trail because that's the longest I've done. And yeah, I thought about them a lot and I checked in quite often and it was fun to hear their voice in town and stuff. So yeah, yeah it, I think it actually brought us closer because it made me realize, oh man, I really miss my kids and then they missed me. And so I think it, I think it was a good thing, honestly. Yeah. So shifting gears after coming to this event today do you feel better or worse about you know your whole setup and, and where you're at with preparedness or yeah i do I, I really feel like i'm ready i could probably start tomorrow mentally physically gear all aspects i feel like i'm ready if i could go tomorrow i would yeah yeah so you live in corvallis in oregon which is uh central oregon right willamette valley i guess okay, yeah okay has it been easy to figure out travel plans to the Southern Terminus? Or oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I just got a one-way ticket to San Diego. I think when I did that, everything became real. You know, you got a one-way ticket, then that means you're not coming back, right. at least by plane. Dang. So I bought that ticket and then, um, and then from there, I actually don't have exact plans on how to get to the trailhead yet. Yeah. But I'm not worried about it. Bus or taxi, I'll figure it out. I'm not too worried. So you said it felt real when you bought your ticket. How do you think it's going to feel when you're standing at the border? It <laughs> actually feels like I'm going to cry. Just <laughs> you're making me <laughs> kind of get, get the feels here. I know. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I I have a feeling I'll be crying. Just just thinking about it, you know. I just <laughs> you're such a baby. Why does it make you feel emotional? Um. Because I'm, I'm just so excited for the adventure, and I just know how, how I feel on the trail, and I just, I've never been happier than on the trail. I just love it, and I don't even have a ton of experience, but it, just that little bit, I'm just obsessed. I just can't wait. It's just going to be amazing. Does it feel rewarding knowing that you have raised your children to the point? Um, and dedicated a huge part of yourself and your life towards raising your kids and, and that you feel confident enough that they're going to be okay for the summer and that you can go on your own adventure? 
Does that, it, how does that feel? It feels pretty amazing. Of course, I'm still going to worry. I am a mom. Mm-hmm. But every day I kind of put, I, I've lost some sleep over this, thinking, oh my gosh, I should be doing this instead. But I don't know. They're really good kids and very responsible. And I've got it all planned out. I've, it's it's so organized because, you know, I, I still have to pay all my bills and my mortgage. And right. I have to pay all this stuff while I'm gone. So I'm getting everything completely organized for them and... I have I have pretty good confidence in them. They're they're pretty good kids. They'll yeah. take care of each other and Does it feel like you are treating yourself? I feel guilty, yes. Very guilty that I'm leaving. But then I think about I think it's going to make me a better mom. I think mm-hmm. it's going to make me a better nurse. It's going to make me better in every way and it's a few months. You yeah. know, the whole scheme of things for me to be truly happy. And I, I think it's just going to make it better all around. Yeah. You but, get to refill your canteen yes. so that you can, you know, give sips to other people. Yes, exactly. I was talking to my friend Ruby recently and she has three kids and she was talking about how she really has to kind of manage her energy about mm-hmm. giving energy to her kids and having a little bit left over for her too. And yeah. Do you feel like this hike is going to... Yeah, like re-energize you? Uh, yeah, I really do. I, I think it would be good. I think it would give the kids a chance to, I don't know, show that they're smart, they're responsible, and, you know, I, th- I think it would be good for actually all of us yeah. involved. Anything else you want to share with the world? Like, Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like it was so hard to make this happen, but I feel like it's going to be so worth it. And it took me probably a good solid year financially emotionally kid wise in all aspects to even make this remotely possible oh, yeah. but i feel like you only live once you got to live your dreams and you know so this is my dream so i'm living it that is brave yeah i'm really proud of you and i'm really excited to follow along yeah um if you end up keeping a blog let us know i will so we can for all sure follow you yeah. yeah, I'm hoping to. I just have to look a little bit more. One thing I haven't researched yet, so I'll research that, and yeah. I've got a couple months before I leave. Is there anything you want to say to the class of 2017? Oh, Your fellow hikers yeah. that you haven't met yet? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is going to be great. Let's create some family out there and create some memories, and let's do it. Let's finish this, and... Enjoy it at all along the way, 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. This is Homework and... Denise. Signing off with Sounds of the Trail. Well, that's all we have for this week. Next week, we hope to be able to introduce our new correspondents for the 2017 hiking season. But until then, happy trails. Uh-huh.